0: two guys talking podcast quick turnaround this this week but you know brandon and i got live so you know we uh we want to record we want to give the people what they want want to stay in tune with it right brandon i mean that's just we just want to keep the people happy
1: yeah we never want to feel like you know we're gonna set our side our lives aside for them you know we want to be there for you the listeners and if we got to do a quick turnaround that's what we'll do
0: yeah, so, you know, we got some busy weekends coming up. So with that being said, we're just going to put out another show real quick this week. But given the time of year, there is no shortage of what to talk about. And that makes our lives that much easier. So, again, thank you so much for listening to the Two Guys Talking Podcast. You can find us anywhere on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio. Catch us on Twitter, at Two Guys Talking Podcast. No, not Twitter yet. That was a that was a miss. I said that wrong. We haven't gotten on Twitter yet because Twitter or X X Twitter doesn't exist exist anymore, but find us on Instagram, Facebook at two guys talking podcast, email us at two guys talking podcast at com. We are again, very excited to be here and to be able to share our thoughts and uh, feelings and our uh, nonsense sports talk to you all. And we know there's a lot of you that enjoy that too. We have a lot of things in store. We have a lot of things we want to, want to, want to uh, include and, and talk about. There's so many things that we haven't even scratched the surface on. And there's so many things we haven't even gotten into. So, so much more to come. So we appreciate those of, that have been listening up to this point. And uh, we just have, we're, we just have uh, so much more to come and and so many more segments, so many more uh, people, people, uh, so many more topics to to cover so exciting stuff obviously in the sports world you know I want to we might as well start here and just get this out of the way quick but uh you know the NBA making another uh you know pretty pretty big call today when it comes to suspensions and I don't think I don't think there's anything we need to be surprised about with Adam silver he uh put the hammer down pretty quickly in his uh early in his tenure as NBA commissioner so we shouldn't be shocked uh to an extent but Draymond Green a repeated offender with the flagrant two fouls on the court which uh kind of surprised me uh, a little bit with how people reacted so lightly to it nevertheless Dr- draymond green out for uh indefinite they just they don't know what number to give them, so they just said you're out for now and we'll figure it out. Uh finally, I'm glad they did something about it. Funny that Steve Kerr turns the blind eye during this time. Such a such a weak move, if I'm just gonna say it. You know, Steve Kerr not really uh it doesn't really have much uh, of my respect as a as a coach. And you know, I think uh you talk about Tom Brady making Bill Belichick. I think we got something uh similar here in the NBA with the Golden State Warriors. But the topic is Draymond Green. Draymond Green out indefinitely. Some people saying 15 to 20 20 games. Some people saying more. Some people saying less. Indefinite's pretty huge, though, no?
1: Yeah, I wasn't thinking that it'd be indefinitely. I think it's the right call. I think, you know, it was only a matter of time until they did drop the hammer on Draymond. And I think it's a little bit overdue. I mean, even if you fast, or not fast forward, but rewind to him choking out Gobert, putting him in a a headlock. The guy's been reckless for a while, and he always kind of had that pass of, you know, he was the tough guy on the Warriors, and he made this impact. Whether you believe that or not, whether if he actually makes a true impact, I don't know. But just the fact that he's doing this blatant stuff, and he's not trying to hide it anymore and i get it in the press conference he was apologetic in this and that, but you know this wasn't a first or second or even third time type of incident and again i'm i'm surprised that the nba took this long to kind of say draymond you need to knock this stuff off cuz it it's one of those things like he thinks he's this enforcer which is not a role in today's nba and for some reason the warriors have hyped him up to where they've told themselves we need this enforcer type role like it's a hockey team <laughs> where that's not needed I mean it's something that is just not a role that needs to be had in today's NBA and again I don't I don't really think he's that tough because if he was all about that smoke after you turn around and do a 360 spinning backhand to Yosef like you're gonna get over him and keep going at him instead of just telling the ref like no I didn't really mean to hit him like are you about that action or not and I I don't think he really is
0: I I just I wasn't impressed with I haven't been impressed with Draymond Green in a while I feel like as soon as he entered the NBA as soon as he he he, he's just been kind of going downhill and you know some people are like why do you hate this man and you know, he's he's a family man and, and, you know, he has all this, you know, he's a good man outside of the game and he gives and all this. I mean, I'm just like – yeah, sure. I'm not. I'm not blaming him for what he does off the court. You know, we we can go all day about guys that do dumb stuff off the court, but this is a guy that blatantly on the court who's done some pretty egregious stuff. And um, you know, regardless of what you want to say, oh, it's just a mentality that gets into the game. Uh, well, Kobe never did that when he was out there. You he, know, he he turned into a different person, but you didn't see him taking cheap shots at people. If anything, people were taking cheap shots at him. But I mean, I I I'm just not right. seeing what. What what people are defending him for what he does on the basketball court? I don't think it teaches the right thing too. If you're talking about like growing the game and wanting to teach a young kids a good lesson, I, that's just not what you want to teach them. You know, I'm gonna be honest. I coach a youth basketball team, and when he choked out Gobert, the kids were like, "Yeah, well, Gobert deserved it." And I was like, "Excuse me, like, what are we thinking here? As 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 what is what are they?" What's the message being told to children? And I'm like, this is. I was kind of surprised. I was like, yeah, you never choke someone on the court, boys. Like that's that's just not something you ever do, ever. Um, You know, they might be pushing and shoving. They might even be a punch thrown once in a while, but you don't you don't grab a guy and put him in a chokehold. And even if it is Rudy Gobert, which you know we all know is the. Uh, uh you know we all not yeah not we don't like him favorite. either yeah. yeah we don't he's not a fan favorite but i i just i sit here and i'm like i don't know how we can give an excuse for draymond green so with that being said i think we're 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 past that and then we can move on with draymond green and we'll i'm curious to see what the numbers going to end up being um don't see it turning into a Ron our Test situation, but uh nevertheless, I, I am curious to see what ends up happening. Adam Silver is known to put the put the hammer down. He has put the hammer down before, and you know, he he might this could be something where they're really looking into this. And um I, you know, when it comes to punishments in professional sports, uh, if we're gonna compare the two, uh, I would say the NBA got it a little more right than the NFL these days. So, you know, I think the NBA will will, will figure this out. And I think we'll, will, uh, will, you know, Draymond Green. And, and I, I'm sorry, I forgot one other thing. He's going to attend some counseling, I guess, is the report. He's going to attend some anger management, some sort of thing, through the Warriors program, whatever, if they have it. Maybe they have to create it for this guy. But um, even, even that, really- I'm just... I, I, you know, that's another step in this forward. So I don't know. Do we do we see a new Draymond Green? Does he get cloned? Is it one of them clone situations like Gucci Mane? I don't know. Maybe he comes out a completely new man.
1: Well, the problem for him is if he does come out a new man, he's not going to have a job because again, <laughs> the Warriors have thought that he provided some sort of value doing these things. But you bring up the the Ron Artest, or if you look at a Dennis Rodman, or even a Patrick Beverley, someone. Who's a little bit more in today's NBA, you know, a little bit more that kind of walked the line. Do they actually have some talent? Are they more of an attitude to have in the locker room? All three of those guys, in regards to Rodman, Artest, AKA Metal World Peace, and Patrick Beverly, other teams saw value in them. And Draymond has tried to test the market. And yeah, the Warriors ended up paying him. But if a team really wanted him, We've seen in today's NBA, they would go get him, and no one has interest in this guy. He's not a skilled basketball player. He doesn't bring that much, and I'm so I can find a guy who can get me eight rebounds a game and catch the ball off a pick and roll, not dribble it and find a guard to pass it to. I mean, it this guy doesn't have that special of a skill set, in my opinion, that you know he really warrants this value. So yeah. I, I don't know. I think at this point it's like Draymond needs to dig deep and kind of figure it out. It's like, do you really want to continue playing basketball or did you win your, you know, did you win your few rings with the Warriors? And, you know, depending on what side of the fence you're on, did you add value to those? Yeah, he probably did. Um, You know, you see the difference in the finals when he got suspended. Was that all mental or was that true ability? I don't know, you know, but. It's one of those things. It's like, the, guy, the guy's got to figure it out. We can't... I mean, this game against the Suns last night, you know, and there is that portion of us NBA fans who say, I wish NBA players would take the games in early December, early January more seriously. And then you got a guy like Draymond doing these things. But that's not what we want. That's not what we're looking for. Like him doing that to Joseph added nothing to the game. It really didn't. It's not like, wow, what a classic... December game. He's like, "No, you're just taking a cheap shot at a guy." So, yeah, I don't know. We'll see, we'll see what the league, you know, what the final number is, but yeah, I I've been over that guy for a while.
0: The Warriors are 10 and 13, and they got bigger problems to worry about. If Draymond Green's out, I don't know how much it affects them uh, as a team moving forward. I think they win or lose without him. Uh you could say the tenacity and the energy and stuff like that. When Steph's draining threes and he's on a, on a on a heater, uh I don't think anything's really pumping up the team more than that. So they got bigger things the wor- bigger things to worry about 10 and 13 on the season, not where they want to be. Uh you know, the Warriors are the Warriors and uh you know, they they they, they might turn it around they usually have in this uh in this generation of basketball in this decade of basketball but we will see moving forward a little bit we uh we know you know you love we love our state we love Colorado we love where we're from we love home uh we think Colorado is underrated even though everyone seems to be moving here uh yet it's still an underrated place to be but uh another week another prime documentary episode one that we were definitely looking forward to I'll say this up front. I don't care that it's about prime, so it doesn't really matter where he's coaching. You need an episode for Nebraska. You need an episode for Colorado State. You don't split them in the two, and I didn't really appreciate the the you know the lack luster energy. It kind of felt okay. Look, it was cool to relive it because we have more of a a home feel. To that episode and it was good to see what we watched But you know it disappointed me Like the Florida Gators documentary Like give me the juice You know we're going to go all explicit and have all this crazy Talk going We want to see the juice we want to see what's going on in the documentary That was my take on it Good episode nonetheless it was fun to relive that uh, But you know I, You need an episode for Nebraska you need an episode for CSU
1: Yeah my wife even said the same thing She's like this feels rushed And it's interesting that they rushed this episode considering we know where the season is about to head in regards to the results. It's like, wouldn't you want to kind of extend this really fun feeling of (laughs) beating both your most hated rivals at home and all, you know, all the things that happened off the field. And yeah, it's just like, okay, so we're going to squeeze Nebraska into 20 minutes and CSU into 20 minutes. So I agree. I think they should have done it a little bit differently. Um, But yeah, I, I mean. Obviously, we're not going to go through and reanalyze the games. That was so far, you know, so far away from, you know, this point in time. And both teams in regards well, I guess, all three teams in regards to Nebraska, CSU, and CU, no one's season really ever panned out the way that any of the fans had expectations of in September. So there's no reason to go back and and look at the games. But, um, but yeah, again, just the sound bites and stuff, they still have that, that power to them. I mean, the handshake between Dion and Jay, um, you know, it was one thing that stuck out in my mind uh, after the Nebraska game, Shador and some of the linemen were out to eat at some steakhouse. And I was just thinking to myself, like, man, I did, I did not eat at those kind of places when I was in college, you know, no. just talking about the different times of what we're in. And, um, but yeah, no, the, the documentary is still doing well, but yeah, I, I agree. I think they should have tried to, you know, kind of get a little bit more out of those two weeks. Cause that was, that was crazy. I mean, every single pregame show was there 60 minutes and they didn't do any clips of Dion's interviews. I mean, they, they showed the rock segment, but I mean the amount of celebrities, they didn't even show little Wayne performing it, granted the performance wasn't all that great. I think he was, little Wayne was enjoying Colorado a little bit before the, the pregame, you know, music, but it was one of those like there were so many yeah exactly there were so many more things that they could have touched on to kind of build those into two so um yeah at this point i'm hoping they just kind of stretch in the rest of the season all into the next episode and we just call it good with a four episode documentary it's like i don't i don't need a whole episode for oregon i don't need a whole episode for washington state i don't need a whole episode for arizona i don't need that like this this is what i wanted but it was still good. You know, it still got me juiced up to where, you know, you and I were texting back and forth and um, can't wait for the game. I can't miss next year. We've talked about that multiple times, but. Uh, I don't yeah, know it, if I it,
2: want
0: you there anymore. It was fun.
1: I'm I'm coming in. I'm watching. I'm rewatching that episode the night before the game and I'm coming in hot and heavy. <laughs> I
0: don't think you'll have to. I think you'll be all over social media. That's for dang sure. I don't think you'll have to at all. It will be. they They will hype that up like no one's business, I have no doubt about that.
1: The clip about him meeting Ralphie though, that that was already released on um, X before the documentary ever dropped, even before the game. But that clip still cracked me up when he's just looking at Ralphie. And, and you know, I do want to touch on this. Ralphie got a lot of hate on the CU side of things all season long. Because she didn't really ever run past the fifty, like consistently. Like it was a big deal when they'd let her out of the tunnel and she'd actually make it to the fifty. Um, for whatever reason, she just always kind of wanted to cut it short around like the third, the near thirty-five yard line. So that'll be something to watch next year if they make a change to a different Ralphie, or if they kind of keep this going. But for those who don't really pay that close of attention to Ralphie running out of the gate, she didn't have her best year.
0: Yeah, you know, I think you know, I think the attention's not going anywhere, and you know, now that you mentioned that, I want to touch on that real quick. The attention's not going anywhere. You know, people, people are gonna learn. About, I mean, this is a whole new realm of CU football, a whole new era where you know they were talking about how Nebraska CU was the rivalry of college football back in the day, like the rivalry of the entire college football realm. So no Iron Bowl, no Florida, Florida, I mean, no Florida State, Miami, none of those games were the biggest games, no Michigan, Ohio State even. I mean, we're talking about Nebraska, Colorado was the number one rivalry in college football. And I think we're getting back to that point. I think CU with Prime and the energy he brings and just the... You know the I I don't know what the word necessarily is, but like just he, he he knows how to bring out the energy. And they said something in the documentary that the best players know how to make it personal and how to how to really get that, you know that that take get to that next level and take it to how, where it needs to be. And Prime knows that every way and how. How much better and, honestly, easier is it for him to do that with college athletes because those kids are looking for that. They're wanting that, and Prime's the perfect person for that. You talk about bringing rivalries back. back. He has brought both CU and CSU, the Rocky Mountain Showdown, and the CU-Nebraska rivalry back. CSU can say all they want that because they played a great game and because they you know they almost won the game that you know they're the reason there was a rivalry. No, because if CU won that blew out that game if CU completely blew out and covered the twenty four point spread and blew out CSU, there's still a rivalry because of what Dion brought. You know him him pulling at the at the comments that Jay Norvell made made the game what it was made the rival and that is what we want. That is what we want. Us texting back and forth. That's what we want. That's what they want. That's what the rivalry is made to do. And so I, I'm all for it. Love it. Thought it was a good episode. But um, you know that, that was uh, that was good. I mean I I I love I love where the documentary is going. I mean I'm very curious to see how, it all kind of pans out. Cause you know yeah it, it now takes a turn and um you know how many more episodes are there and how much are they gonna show. It looks like the next episode is all Oregon, and that's a little scary because that was a very ugly game. But um, yeah, I mean, curious to see, curious to see where it goes. But nonetheless, great documentary. Love watching it. I'll, you know, if if I don't think he's going anywhere next season. So that means they are gonna have the episode of that's at, at the, of the Rocky Mountain Showdown uh, on Amazon Prime next year, which I just I'm already looking forward to.
1: He keeps saying that he wants to retire in Boulder. And I I know coaches say that all the time in interviews no, and press conferences, so I different. still don't believe it. but This is different, man. I, it just feels I genuine. I sure hope it's different. I hope so.
0: And I, I, I just, you know, I know him. You know, me and him, we go way back. I know him. He's staying. He's staying. That's for sure. All right, we're going to transition to America's favorite game. But before we play America's favorite game, Brandon, we're going to take a sidebar. And I think today's the day that I try eggnog for the first time. So I got myself
1: a glass hey all right
0: (laughs) brandon's got a glass too but he is an expert seasoned vet in eggnog so me and my fiance went to the grocery store uh yesterday morning and got a a jug of uh, eggnog uh, nature's finest so you know on on this recording we're gonna we're gonna try it out here you know it's nice and it's it's thick um look how
1: thick it is yeah
0: it is thick so you know here we go
1: So, if we end this episode right now, it's because Praveen got sick.
2: That's good stuff.
1: It's good, huh? He's going in for a second sip just like that.
2: Whoa. How
0: have I not tried eggnog? That's good stuff. All right.
1: Welcome to the club. Thank
0: you. No, I feel this is a great welcome. This has been a long time coming. And I'm proud to have made it to this moment. So uh, thank you to all that have supported me throughout this journey. Uh, people thought, um, people were wondering how I'd react if I didn't try eggnog. I guess we'll never know. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, right, now we're going to go into America's favorite game. It's called Hall of Fame or Not. Uh, last episode, we went through a flurry of guys in 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 sports that are not in the hall of fame, whether they have eligibility or not in NBA and NFL. I got some MLB guys for you today. We ain't going to wait much longer. And we're just going to ask Brandon because he is the expert. He is the all be being of sports. Uh, He knows it all. If he says that he's right, Uh, you know, take that with how you want to. But uh, we're going to ask him whether these guys should be in the hall of fame or not. So, you know, we went through guys uh, last time, like, Heinz Ward and Reggie Wayne. Um, We talked about Robert Ori, you know, the seven ring man, not being in the Hall of Fame. Mr. Big Shot Chauncey Billups um having him but we're gonna switch we're gonna switch gears today with some new players some NFL some NBA and some MLB uh the MLB was a request we're gonna shout out the we I, I got a request I got a personal request for us to go through some of these guys specifically uh in, from the MLB and I'm like this might cause some controversy on the podcast but uh I'm you know we'll we'll, we'll see where it takes us we're gonna start up. Brandon are you first off are you ready
1: I am ready and I do want to give a, a quick shout out to my boy Nick Bland, um, grown up neighbor, one of my best friends. He's a big Bucks fan and he was very appreciative that we put Ronde Barber into the Hall of Fame. So, just want to give a shout out to him. <laughs>
0: yeah, I love it.
2: All right. We're going to start off with Andre Johnson, wide receiver. I'm going to say no. No. I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so.
1: He was so good, and he did not have a lot of help from the quarterback position. Him smacking Cortland Finnegan, I think for me, kind of sways him a little bit, but it gets him close, but not close enough.
2: Okay. No for uh, Andre Johnson. All right, Jamal Lewis, running back. No, he never had enough like big time signature games we're gonna stick on the running back train sean alexander he was so good in nfl street oh my gosh he was untackable which one one or two
1: both man that guy that guy was electric in that game um lost in the super bowl to the steelers to get back. No, he seems like a ring of fame kind of guy to me.
2: Okay. His brother's in the Hall of Fame, Sterling Sharp. Sterling Sharp, he
1: He's probably, I think Shannon would say it too. I think Sterling's in the Hall of Fame.
0: rasheed Wallace. Did we already go with him?
1: We haven't. Another Pistons. He's in He's the, probably in there too.
0: He's in the Technical Hall of Fame.
1: Yeah, he's in... You talk about, like, what Draymond's trying to aspire to be. Rashid's, Rashid was there. But, yeah, I, I'd i probably put him in.
2: Rashid. Chris Webber. Ugh. Fab five. No, no, he's not. Mark Maguire. Okay, so I like this, because I think
1: I'm on a different wavelength than the the writers for Baseball Hall of Fame, and I, I would put Mark in.
2: Last one of the day, Sammy Sosa. Ooh. Yes, and obviously great player,
1: but what puts him over the top is carrying the american flag the little american flag around the bases that's what does it for me so yeah i'm putting them in
0: that's a moment that was a moment and a half never forget on all levels that was an incredible moment um honestly baseball during that time was it was a special is a special memory uh, after after that happened i mean what a what a what a time the 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 throwbacks for from baseball during that time where it was incredible uh, Brandon, thank you for playing. Uh, you know, I think that was a great game. Uh, we'll take a sip of egg- eggnog for that since I'm a huge fan.
1: Big eggnog guy.
0: This is delicious. This is wild, guys. This is wild.
1: Wait till you wait till you put a ex- extra juice in the eggnog. If you catch my drift this put a little juice in it. This yeah. is wild. Set it off.
0: This is amazing. Yeah, eggnog, man. Well, holiday season. I'm starting to feel it. Starting to feel it. All right. You know, starting to feel it. My, my ho ho hos turning into yo yo yos. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> two deep balls. We, we we had him on two deep balls. We got so two deep balls. Got the Heisman chilling in his crib right now. I just Dion. Even even my fiance walks up during the during when he's talking when they when he gives the team the the sunglasses, and she's just like, "Man, Dion's so cool." And I'm like, "I know." I just I how could I mean he's just like. There's not a coach like him. There'll never be a coach like him.
1: No. How could you not love being in that locker room? Yeah, it gives everyone shades. Everyone's you know on cue saying it's personal. We're coming. Unreal. My favorite
0: Unreal. part of that episode, just going back to it real quick because it came to my head, when uh, Shadour took off his helmet, Dion brings him in and says, hey, you can't do that. You can't do that. It's man. personal. And he just goes, it's personal. <laughs> Ah, man, I love it. Sports documentaries, man. They just came out with another one on Reggie White. Can't wait to watch that. The Minister of Defense was just putting on, was just, uh, by before we started recording, I had it on. That's going to be a fun one. Some of those throwbacks back when we were like, uh, when we weren't even born, you know, like the Brian Bosworth, the Boz one where they did th- a th- throwback at CU. It's just so cool watching those clips back in the day. It just won't be the same in 20 years when we're watching LeBron's block, chase down block, you know, just it's just not the same. Be- Honestly, because of the quality of video and sound and just like we weren't there. So that's our vision of it. You know, it's just nowadays TV is this almost better than going to it. The, the clearness of it is better than going to to the game live. So there's nothing like those throwbacks back in the eighties and seventies and, and stuff.
1: I know, I know you were watching the game. Did you catch AD's post game interviews
0: tonight? <laughs> I tried not to, but yeah.
1: Good Lord. A D what, you know, without LeBron tonight, what makes you get to that other level? Well, you know, that championship game really helped me get refocused. It's, I hate them so much. Oh my gosh.
0: It's not. It's I like talk about. You talk about something being written so well. I mean, how well? How how could it not have been? We knew it was coming. We knew it was coming. You knew it was coming.
1: If the Pacers won, do you think the Pacers are talking no, about no, the no, NBA no, Cup? That's why the games removed that's after you just lost to the Mavs. The script is perfect. And then you're like, well, yeah, well, we lost last night to the Mavs, but tonight oh, because that championship. Oh my gosh, dude! Oh, I can't stand it.
0: No, it's 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 so the the La- the Laker gla- this Laker self glazing is unreal at an all time high and I just can't wait. And I'm a fan. I'm, I'll be the first one to say, grew, I've grown up a Lakers fan. I have the one thing I say when people are like, "Oh, I can't believe it," I'm like, "You try being six, seven, and eight years old when your team goes back to back to back with two, the greatest duo of all time, and try not to be that fan." Okay, that's what I tell everyone. So, I'm, and they're like, "Oh, I get it." Yeah. So, like, I just can't not. But I, I, you know, LeBron annoys me. I think he's an incredible ball player, and what he's doing is great, and it's he's the best player on the team. A- Anthony Davis, my lord nonetheless, I can't wait to see how it all just crumbles to pieces. We talked about this earlier today off air, Brandon. What would Kobe think of this?
1: He'd be disgusted.
0: It, it wouldn't care. They probably wouldn't they probably wouldn't even made it out of pool play.
1: no. And if they did win, there's, for damn sure, not a champagne celebration. He's not going to let a teammate talk about it multiple games removed from it after you just lost last night. It's, it's, it's crazy, man. I can't, uh, no, it's, unbelievable. it's just, it's, it's so perfect for the Lakers to do it. <laughs> and you know, at this point, I hope they make the West finals so we could sweep them again and just continue to just show them. It's like, you're not that team.
0: I mean, look, I don't know if you're going to make it there. If Jokic keeps getting ejected from every single game. I mean, I think, you know, I think the, I don't know, I don't know what that's about, but, you know, all of a sudden, and here's the thing, Jokic has never gotten calls. So, you know, this whole thing that, like, hey, you're a superstar now, you know, you gotta, you you gotta miss out getting calls. He's never getting calls. But yeah, I mean, Jokic is, I mean, they just, I mean, they find ways to win. Now, granted, it was against the Bulls, but, I mean, Jokic, they can't, they can't be doing it nonetheless on Serbian night in Chicago.
1: Serbian night, exactly. The fans were booing. What are we doing? The crowd booted, it. And the Bulls announcers, same thing when he got booted in Milwaukee. The, the play-by-play guys brought it up, said, hey, the, you know, these fans only get to see these guys once a year. And the Bulls, player, the Bulls announcers made the same, same comments. It's just, we're not here for the rest. But, hey, if it was in Serbia, it'd be a different story. I think Jokic's post-game interview was, that's an
0: all-timer. That's an all-time, in, 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 in post-game interview, and again, we live in such an information world that it's so much that you can't fathom it. Uh, that's low-key one of the greatest interviews of all time. For him to kind of low-key be like, yeah, well, do you know, if, if it happens in Serbia, who, you know, it'd be a lot different. And you'd pretty much say that the mob will come after these refs if this game was in Serbia with a smile on your face, wearing a turtleneck and a blazer. Like, I, I just, yeah. I can't, man. I can't.
1: Suited up, fixing his cufflings, you Not know. Hey, it was in, yeah, oh, so good, so good. Denzel needs to make a movie about that and have you know the antagonist be some Serbian Russian mob guy. And it, oh, it's,
0: I just, I can't, I, I mean, he's amazing, he's the best player in basketball, and uh, and he's quietly the best player in basketball. And I don't care what you think, um, I don't care what. People think, and I don't mean you, Brandon. I don't mean what you people think. Um, <laughs> you know, Joel Embiid and all that nonsense. Um, just, just no, I'm not having it. Jokic is, is the great, best, best player in basketball. Uh, probably, probably will go down as the greatest European basketball player of all time. No offense to Dirk, but uh, this is a team well suited to win multiple championships. As long as they stay healthy and stay, you know, that's really it. Health and, you know, I guess not getting kicked out of games. <laughs> guess that might be something to worry about. But, uh, nah, I mean, the Denver Nuggets doing their thing, even though they, they turn into, you know, Reggie Jackson and Michael Porter turning into Shaq and Kobe when Jokic you know, leaves the game. I mean, this team is deep. This team is legit. They got star after star. Michael Porter's a star. Reggie Jackson's a hometown guy. Jamal Murray's a star. They have stars. You just don't like it. You just don't like to hear it. You don't like that Denver's got superstars, but... Denver's got superstars, and it's 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 really awesome to see. And still, they're not getting the love that they should. I think locally, um, you know, I think I think there's there's almost need. I need, I need more energy. I need more energy uh, from from a championship winning fan base. But uh, I you know go win again, and I think I think we'll we'll all be okay.
1: Yeah, the fan base thing, because at the end of the day, it's a Broncos town, and what the Nuggets had going for them the last few years is. The Broncos this time of year were irrelevant. So the fact that the Broncos have, you know, an outside chance of making the playoffs, I think that's what kind of balances out that talk. But, you know, again, if the Broncos lose by 40 on Saturday, it's going to be all Nuggets, all Avs, which is all good. And Avs are up 3-1 right now against the Sabres. All good.
0: Yeah, I mean, Broncos, Avs are kind of the ones that take over this state. Not And, yeah, that's that's okay. I mean, they're – and the Broncos doing their thing, and that's a great transition into – Kind of what we're going to go talk into next is this NFL weekend. And, um, you know, we thought that we'd both pick a couple games. Uh, We haven't talked about which games we're going to talk about, but so we might have, um, but we both might have the same game. But nonetheless, uh, we're going to go through a few games and we're going to, you know, bring in one of our top segments um, that we've been wanting to uh, bring in at some point. And we're just going to go through some games that we like and we're going to do some picks based off the lines uh, that we have to choose from. So. Um, obviously the Broncos and Lions uh, is a game that's very interesting. Uh, Saturday night, uh, the Broncos are plus four on the road. I think the Saturday night deal is a little bit better than an 11 a.m. on Sunday. So I think that's a plus, even though you don't get the rest. I almost think that's a better situation uh, for the Denver Broncos going to Detroit. I think Detroit's down. I think they're you know I think they're trending downward. Uh, more than we people kind of expected this is a playoff team without a doubt are they a championship team I don't think so are the Broncos a championship team probably not but are they a playoff team right now they definitely look like it and they're playing like it Uh, I've said this before this is how the Seattle Seahawks were as good as they were with a strong tough-knit defense and an offense that just figured out a way and this is what the Broncos are doing even though you might say what the defense the defense has been stepping up uh, the past few weeks I like the Broncos I've been on the Broncos the past few weeks since they kind of got hot um I like the Broncos plus four uh to cover that the over under is at 48. um I'm gonna stay away from that so you know I don't I don't like that number too much but I think the Broncos cover the four points uh I think it should you know I feeling a low scoring tight ugly odd number game but um yeah I think the Broncos cover that four points
1: so I kind of disagree with you. I think I think the Lions need this game. The Lions want to make a statement in regards to turning the season around. I never bet the Broncos' sides just because I have too much heart into it. But as far as the total goes, I think the overs is the play here. I think if the Lions want to win this game, they're going to have to score points. Their defense is not that good. I know the Broncos' defense has been balling out, but I think this is one of those Empty empty the tank type of games for the Lions. You know, pull out all the stops and do whatever you can to score points. Like, I'm expecting a fake punt. I'm expecting going for it on fourth and three in the red zone instead of kicking a field goal. I think all those things are in play. Um, but yeah, no, obviously big game. And it, it's one of those things where, you know, the law of averages, I just feel like the Lions are kind of due to get it back on track, but I'm hoping I'm wrong.
0: All right. Finally, a disagreement. I think we have something here in the show now, Brandon. I think we're going somewhere here. Broncos, big game for both teams. I mean, bottom line, big game for both teams. Uh, I'm hoping it's a, I'm also hoping it's a close game, which is why I'm kind of leaning towards that plus four. Um, Next game on your list, Brandon, that you are interested in.
1: Chiefs, Patriots, and the only reason, well, there's multiple reasons, so I say the only reason that's just a bold faced lie, but um, I was surprised. The line's seven and a half.
0: What are you, so, are you surprised? Low or high?
1: I'm surprised it's that low. I would, I mean, the Patriots have just looked so bad. And I know they just had that, you know, zappy had a decent game on last Thursday, but. Go. Or a what? Because the Patriots have what three wins, correct? And we're we're talking about a quote unquote dynasty in the Chiefs, and Vegas is like, no, it's only worth a touchdown. <laughs> I mean, if you're a Chiefs fan and you, I mean, granted the Broncos game, it's different because it's at home, but we have the Patriots on Christmas Eve, and I can't wait for that game. I think we're going to absolutely trounce them, and so for the Chiefs to only be seven and a half just jumps out to me. And it's one of those things where, you know, your brain starts kind of going, your gambling brain starts thinking it's Vegas wants me to take the chiefs to where they just kind of skate by. But I mean, if you're the chiefs, you have to have that game by 15 to 30. I mean, you got to just absolutely bounce the Patriots, but um, so that one stands out to me. I think I'll be taking the chiefs. I'll probably lose. Um, But yeah, I, I just think the chiefs, need that more and again i don't know with belichick on his way out i don't think Kraft and belichick would go the tanking route but if you're the patriots and you're already acknowledging that your hall of fame coach one of the best coaches of all time you're parting ways with them at the end of the season why are you trying to win this game
0: And do the Patriots even know what to do with a top five pick besides pick someone from Florida A&M? Like, I don't know what their plan would even be with a top five pick. I think moving on from Belichick is the way to go. Tom Brady is Tom Brady. Tom Brady is the GOAT. Uh, Whether you like him or hate him, Tom Brady is the reason for that team's success. I'm not saying coaches don't matter. Coaches matter extremely. They're extremely important to to a team's success. But when you talk about six championships, uh, I'm going to go with Tom Brady as the guy there. It's time to move on. You know, he's not interested um you know you could just you can just sense it the the team they're just too far gone it's gonna take a while for them to rebuild not saying that he can't do it but it's gonna take a while but let's be real how often are you gonna have a situation like tom brady happen again with the way it happened you know so it's very very interesting i like that pick i like the seven and a half i'll probably probably tell that myself what i'm looking at here is a total that's at 37 and i think that is low that is low. Uh, the Patriots low. looked good on uh, on offense against the Steelers. I'm not saying they're going to score uh, 21, 24 points against this Chiefs defense, but at home, I think they they take a little step forward. I think the teams are going to be airing it out. And how did the Chiefs not air it out after last week? How do they not just put? I mean, I appreciated what Tom uh, Patrick Mahomes said the next day, and he on the radio and kind of you know you know, took a step back a little bit and I, and I appreciated that, you know, we're all human beings. We're all getting the emotion. Uh, we all get too high emotions sometimes and it's okay to, to apologize and take a step back. And he did that. But at the same time, this team is going to, if I know the chiefs, what what we've seen the past handful of years, they know that proving it on the field is where it matters, and I, I, I don't doubt that at all. I think that over is the way to go on that game. Over 37, um, I think that's a low number. Um, I haven't checked the weather forecast. Maybe that's something we need to check into. Uh, either way, I think they're airing it out. I think the Chiefs are definitely airing it out. I'd 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 say twenty five to thirty points from the Chiefs. So I can see the Patriots squeaking out a few to to hit that over. So that's where I'm going on that one. Uh, my next game. Think, go ahead.
1: Real quick, do you think Belichick will continue coaching once he parts ways with the Patriots?
2: I'm going to say no. I agree.
0: I don't know also who would be like chomping at the bit to like get him either. Like I just, Mike, Mike Tomlin, I would, I would die to get Mike Tomlin as my coach. Like if, if the if Pittsburgh gets rid of him, I am making all the phone calls to get him. I'm Rick George. I am getting, I'm getting Dion to see you. Like that's what's happening. Um, I, that's different. Mike Tomlin's not Bill Belichick. I think I think he's just far too far gone. <laughs> I don't I I don't know. I just don't feel like he he's also fit for this NFL. When you're talking about guys like Kevin O'Connell, um, Kevin Stefanski, uh, Mike McDaniel, Sean Payton, even even though he's an older guy, just those kinds of coaches that bring not only what they bring to the team and on the sideline, but also off the field to the press and things like that. Like I, I I'm sure being a New England reporter stinks. Like, I could not imagine being a New England reporter, uh, and that just can't be that much fun. I mean, you know, you, it, and I'm not saying your job needs to be fun, but when you look at some other teams, like if I got to ask Mike McDaniel questions, I think I'd enjoy myself a little bit more than asking, you know, oh, you got a guy like Dan Campbell? I mean, I would love to. So, those coaches are kind of taking over. That new generation, I don't see Belichick coming back.
1: No, I agree. I mean, he's going to be 72 by the time next season starts. President? So you figure... Maybe he wants a president? You, oh, That'd be something.
2: Th- That's it, the right
0: age. Know. That's the age we're looking for as a country is is in the 70s.
1: It could work. And I was going to say, uh, Robert Kraft's, I think, pretty friendly with Donnie T. <laughs> so maybe Belichick uses that. I don't know. Could be. But, yeah, I, I don't know how he gets another job. I mean, if he accepts a job, you got to figure it takes at least two years to kind of revamp things to the Belichick way. And then by that time he's 74, I I think he's done. I think at this point it's going to be a bummer for him because yeah, everyone's going to remember, you know, short-term memory. Everyone's going to have these last few years with how bad the Patriots look, but obviously no one can ever take away that kind of run that they had, which is unfortunate, but you know, we'll try with all the deflate gate and, you know, Josh McDaniels leaving, coming back, leaving, coming back. That's kind of a black guy. All the videotaping. So we'll we'll do our best to take it away, but at the end of the day, they got the banners.
0: <clears throat> yeah, no, the NFL won't take them away from them. My next game I'm gonna go to is I got I got two more on my on my on my list, unless your next one is the same one as me. Um this next game of mine is the first game of the weekend. I'm sorry. Not the first game. It's the first game of the actual weekend on Saturday. I'm going Minnesota and Cincinnati. Cincinnati hosting the Minnesota, Minnesota Vikings. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings coming off the most ugliest game in a very, very long time. I believe there was a 3 nothing Monday night football game between the Steelers and the Dolphins way back in like 2007. Check my memory on that because if I got that right. I mean, I need some more eggnog. But um, I know the Steelers were involved in it. It was 3-0. It was a Monday Night Football game. The fact that that was on Monday Night Football makes that worse than this Vikings-Raiders game that just happened. But, you know, Vikings Vikings win 3-0. Congratulations. I saw something, and I'm riding with it, which is why I'm making my pick. The line is at minus 3 Bengals. I'm going to take the Bengals. I'm going to take those points. I might buy... The half point and go to two and a half, um, just because I don't want to really, you know, I don't know how much of a of a of a blowout, not a uh, close game, it's going to be. Here's my reasoning: someone mentioned something, and because I have bias towards Jake Browning, I'm all for it. That someone compared the Jake Browning situation right now to Tom Brady and Drew Bledsoe, and I'm like, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I'm not saying he's gonna. Whoa. Turn, I'm not gonna say he's gonna turn into Tom Brady, but what Jake Browning's done the last couple weeks against Jacksonville on Monday Night Football and what he did last weekend, he's, he's he's putting up the numbers. I'm not again. I'm not saying they're gonna go win a Super Bowl this year. They might, but. Jake Browning, I'm all for it. I think he's legit. He's proven himself out there. The calm, cool, collected. He seems like he he's a comfortable guy. We saw him play. I mean, he took, he took a Washington team to the playoff. That was the last University of Washington Husky team that went to the college football playoff. He was the quarterback of that team. He's played in big games. This is not a big game. Minnesota's not a good team. They're already getting rid of Josh Dobbs as a starter. They're moving on to the next guy. I, I don't see this really being a three-point game. I feel like it's more of a four- to six-point game. I'm taking the two and a half in, in case something goes crazy, but I like the Bengals at home. If this game was on the road with the same line, I would not feel comfortable at all. At home, Cincinnati. I think they're liking the Jake Browning thing. He kind of fits the vibe. He's not much different than Joe Burrow in terms of his demeanor. I feel like it's very similar kind of dudes. And he, in the end, the performance is showing. He's throwing for two hundred yards a game. He's throwing for two touchdowns. I like. I, I he's a husky. Go dogs. Um, but I like the Bengals this weekend minus three.
1: Yeah, I don't hate it. And you know, another comparison is Nick Foles and Carson Wentz with yeah. the Eagles when they made yeah. their run. I don't know if, I don't know if Browning has that much juice to him or if the Bengals are that much, you know, as, as talented as that Eagles team was, but no, I don't hate to pick. I think, like I said, I think the fact that it's in Cincinnati and yet, like you said, it feels like the Vikings are just, they're dead in the water. I mean, they are so lost at the quarterback position right now. Um, Yeah, it's not terrible. I think. Um, you said you had, you'll have one more. So my last game, and I'm probably stealing it, is Eagles Seahawks on Monday night.
0: It's not, but I love to. I love okay. to
1: take. All right, so one shout out first ever Monday night game that's ever been flexed. So <laughs> that's got to be cool for you know the Seahawks and the Eagles. But with how the Eagles have looked the last two weeks, similar to the Chiefs, you talk about trying to make a statement this is when you need to make a statement you're playing a Seahawks team that's been kind of reeling the last few weeks first ever four
0: game losing streak under Pete first ever that's in like 14 years that's yeah you talk about reeling that's reeling
1: and he had Geno Smith all last year and that never happened I mean they made the freaking playoffs so but you talk about a must win on the other side for the Seahawks because if you don't win your season's over looks like the packers have kind of found a rhythm. I know they just lost to the giants in a pretty bad pretty bad game, but the rams kind of seem like they have something kind of cooking. I mean, those last few spots in the NFC are similar to the AFC where unfortunately you're you're kind of in a win-out run the table mode. And so that game's huge and it's only four points. I'll probably talk myself into taking the eagles mainly because I hate the Seahawks, but that one, that was going to be, and I don't know if they've released, if Gino's back, is Gino going to be playing or is it going to be Drew? Do we know? I haven't heard yet. And really, I don't know if, if it, it matters. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think at this point, it's just, if the Eagles take care of business, because um, the Seahawks defense, they were humming there for a little bit. And it seems like they've kind of taken a step back. So they look I slow. Know. I think they look slow. They do. Yeah. They do. So minus four for the Eagles. That seems, that seems pretty doable in my book.
0: A uh, couple honorable mentions. I'm going to mention real quick. I like the Niners minus 12 and a half against the Cardinals. And I like the Titans covering three points against the, uh, the uh, Texans covering three points against the Titans. So those are a couple of ones I'm going to keep my eye on. Um, but the last one that I'm really, uh, you know, it's really catching my eye and um you know, I just feel like there's a lot of storylines on this game. Uh the Cowboys versus the Bills. Uh Sunday afternoon game. Uh the line is plus two Dallas Cowboys. Uh I, I don't know how we how they're not favorites on, on on the road here at Buffalo. Um, you know, you could I, I just this team is a regular when they're hot in the regular season you don't mess with the Cowboys I'm this isn't the playoffs yet if it's the playoffs this is a great playoff line if this was if this was a Super Bowl game I think that's a great line for the Super Bowl plus two Dallas Bills I think that's money but for the regular season I and mean, what the Cowboys are doing right now I, I, the plus two is a lot the Bills got away with one the Bills had the chiefs where they wanted them and couldn't finish and they're treating sean mcdermott like he's this kind of hero if you if if you didn't see what Whoa. he said last week Whoa. just just look it up of what, what he compared um you know i don't know tough guys or his uh, or winning teams too but just check it out just check it out you're very curious for the team and state he plays for as well but just check I'm not going to say much more than that, but you're going to, you know, he's hands on his knees. Like, Oh my God, I beat the chiefs. And it's like, you blew it. You really blew it. And you can thank the refs for that call. Uh, Sean McDermott, they're coming home. I don't think this bills team is good. Uh, I don't th- think this team's a championship team. I don't think they're a contender. They're a good team. Uh, but the Dallas Cowboys are hot. The Dallas Cowboys are clicking on all cylinders. Dak Prescott's looking as good as he ever does. This is what they do in the regular season when they when they get that attention on them. And I think with all eyes on them, um, I think I like the money line. Plus money of the day. We're going to go with plus 105. I'm liking the plus 105 uh, Cowboys money line. Book it. Um, you know, maybe this is a trap, but I'm just going by pure football on the field and the Cowboys should win this game.
1: Yeah, I agree. I don't know how you don't bet the Cowboys in this game. I'm checking the weather in Buffalo and it's not supposed to be too ugly. Chance of rain. So okay. that's why I was like, maybe if it's four feet of snow and you get one of those just really gross winds howling circling around the stadium type of game but yeah I, I agreed i don't know i don't know why vegas is giving the bills that much credit for tony bailing or yeah for tony just bailing out the bills on that offsides call i, I don't get it but yeah i think i think cowboys are a slam dunk there
0: well those are our picks for the week for the nfl weekend should be a fun weekend as always uh, games on Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, this weekend. So lots of games to look at. And when we're looking at some of those primetime games, they're fun ones, you know? I know us hometown people are going to enjoy watching the Broncos play against the Lions and in and, and a meaningful game in December. And so that's obviously uh, an exciting thing for, for the hometown folks. Uh, Monday Night Football, Eagles, Seahawks, we went to that game. Uh, we saw some crazy stuff at that game. That game was on Sunday Night Football, and what an at- Atmosphere that was. What a game that was. Russell Wilson caught a touchdown pass in that game. Um, so Eagles, Seahawks, a lot of good memories when I when when we'll be watching that game. But that's a that's a fun matchup. They played in the playoffs, I think, in DK's rookie season. So a couple years back they played in the playoffs in Philly. Seattle won that one. Um I think this was two seasons before Russell got traded. So there's a little history there, and I just I like the bird matchup, should be a good one. Uh Jalen Hurts, huge fan of Jalen, so just love watching him play. Uh the Sunday night afternoon. Sunday afternoon game is going to be, obviously, a big one when you talk about the Cowboys and the Bills. And then Ravens-Jaguars uh, on Sunday night. That's an interesting, fun matchup with the Jaguars being a new, fun team to watch. They're reeling a little bit, losing to Cincinnati and Cleveland. But maybe that's just the state of Ohio that's got their back. Maybe they just got out of the state of Ohio, and now we got Baltimore at home. So we'll see about that. And then, obviously, Raiders-Chargers, uh, classic Thursday night primetime matchup, um, two really crappy teams this year. Uh, you got backups all over the place, and um, you know both teams not really interested in. But it's Raiders-Chargers, so if you're a fan of either team, it's going to get pretty hairy. So um, you're pretty much looking at uh, just who's going to be in last place in the division. So, good luck there. But, fun weekend ahead. Those are our NFL picks of the week. Uh, that's really it for the show today. I hope you guys enjoy the sh- show. Hope you guys, hey, tail us. Tail us. I dare you to tail us.
1: I dare dare you
0: but don't hey this is not gambling advice we're just sharing our picks this is not advice we did not tell you to do this we're just saying what we like so if you want to tell us i don't want to be getting emails if that's our first email that's going to be annoying but it probably will be it'll probably be our first email someone be like hey you lost me 1500 dollars like i i'll make the rules man i don't make the rules but We'll be we'll be keeping track of this on our next episode. We will uh, we'll recap these games as well as our picks, and uh, you know we'll we'll keep a little running tally here. B, we'll keep a little running tally here. So uh, we'll recap. I got Broncos plus four, Lions minus four and over 48 is to Brandon in that same game. Brandon's got the minus 30, um, I'm sorry, uh, minus seven and a half Kansas City Chiefs. I have the over 37 in that game. Uh, I have the Bengals minus two and a half against the Vikings at home. Brandon has, will likely, be Eagles minus four against the Seahawks on Monday night. And uh, both of us, but I, uh, both of us are feeling confident, but uh, I'm taking the Cowboys money line at the Bills on Sunday afternoon. So, handful of picks, curious to see uh, how we do on the weekend. But, as always, we appreciate you all listening to the show. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, uh, Facebook, Instagram, at Two Guys Talking Podcast. Email us at TwoGuysTalkingPodcast at at gmail.com. But we're, again, enjoying ourselves. Hopefully, you guys are enjoying it as well. Uh, Brandon, I appreciate you introducing me to Eggnog Brother.
1: Hey, I'm glad you enjoyed it.
0: I will probably be drinking one uh, you know, until the holidays are over, every show just like you. So
2: can't help myself, but you know, we 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 figure out a way. Appreciate you all listening. Till next time, peace.